Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we've big news. We have big bloody news. It was my birthday yesterday and we have upgraded. We've upgraded in every way, form possible. So basically the love and joy of my life, my sister got me a new microphone and I'm gonna have to put up a photo of me. I look like I am Beyonce without looking like Beyonce, but in like a recording booth with like a proper microphone. Like I mean, I'm absolutely shook to the core. So the old microphone I had now, I actually feel like I'm kind of cheating on it because like I love it so much, but I just zoom. And when I would record, I'd hold it in my hands. And if I moved, it would literally make the biggest noise. There's, when you say peas, there's a lot of popping. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said peas and popping without a popping. Oh my God, it makes this noise. So this is literally life changing. It won't take me five hours to edit. So life is good. Life is good. But now let's get back to the birthday. Had my first birthday during quarantine. And well, my first, yeah, duh, like there's, there's only been one quarantine. But um, I have to say, I have to say, so on the weekend, I was feeling a bit down. I was feeling a bit underappreciated. And I was having a bit of a rough weekend and I was being a pain in the arse, all upset to the girls, being an overdramatic biatch as usual. And then my birthday comes along and I cannot and will not ever be able to put into words how much my friends are just like absolute legends. They went above and beyond. They all know who they are. Fancy the pants off you all. I got a shark balloon. Anybody who knows me knows that sharks are my favorite animal. Got a shark balloon. I am buzzing. Literally best ever. So many presents, a surprise in the kitchen like balloons, banners, to beat the band, like cakes, caramel squares, just, I could not have thought I would get more spoiled than I was. And do you know what? Do you know what? I hate to say it, but I'm gonna say it, it could have been my best birthday yet. So shout out to all of my amazing friends and my family, you're all absolute legends. And yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing here with a new microphone, got a new camera. Who is this girl? Who is she? Because I do not recognize her. Do you know that kind of way? Like just chuffed with life, living my best life, I have to say. Um, so yeah, it just goes to show that there's people out there who care about you and when they do, they go above and beyond and they're all absolute legends and I just love them so much. So shout out to all of you, thank you so much and shout out to everybody in general for all of the messages and everything and you're all just, you're gorgeous humans, gorgeous humans. So now, we had a bit of a bloody disaster on Saturday. Maybe this added to the bloody depression of the weekend. So I went to a chiropractor, physio person. I know they're completely two different things, but like just anybody who doesn't know what a chiropractor is, basically they just fix parts of your body. So I was telling you all that my back was a bit sore. Well, recently I literally was bloody like in agony 24-7 with it. So I was like, gotta go get something done. So I thought I'd show up to this man. He'd pop a few needles in my back or he'd, you know, twist me in a few awkward positions and we'd be back rocking and a rolling. And now 
so I show up to this bloody chiropractor who's the most awkward person in the world. If he's ever listened, oh, shit, I told him I had a podcast and I told him the name. Oh, if you're listening, love you. Thanks for sorting me out. Um, so anyway, God. Anyway, went to the him and basically it was just the most awkward experience of my life. So I showed up and straight away, straight away, there was no bullshit. He went straight in there and he was like, you need to lose weight. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, honey, honey, have you not listened to my body positivity podcast? I'm aware. I'm bloody aware. I need to lose a few pounds. I need to hit up the gym. Oh, wait, wait, chiropractor, the gym is bloody closed. Anyway, 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 he told me I needed to lose a bit of weight. And I was like, a story of my life. Honestly, I spend my life walking down the streets, walking into clubs, walking into bloody restaurants as if I am Beyonce. And the world tells me that I'm Lizzo. The world just is to tell me, oh, 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 you ain't Beyonce, you Lizzo. And I ain't throwing any shade on Lizzo. She's the love of my life. She's an icon. She's great. But you just know what I mean. You know what I mean. I'm going around feeling like Beyonce, dancing like Beyonce, kissing boys like I'm Beyonce say and then every person I meet are like Lizzo question mark like honestly give a girl a fucking break give a girl a break like I actually just can't cope like honestly it's just it's just everywhere I get like what maybe you know once a year maybe even once a month it's just all the fucking time so anyway if you thought that was the worst part, that was probably the best part of this experience. So I get there and it's already awkward. He's telling me I'm probably going to die young from like heart disease or heart attack. He's telling me that like I need to lose weight, that my issues are all because of my weight. So anyway, shout out to all of the absolute ourselves who I spoke to, who'd gotten this done before, who didn't tell me to wear shorts. No, they didn't tell me to wear fucking shorts. So I showed up and he's there like literally so awkward. My skin's crawling and I don't do awkward as I'm sure you can tell awkward. It's not in my vocab. Like I just go with situations. I don't let myself get awkward. He's there and he's like, so where do you have a pair of shorts to pop on? I'm like, no, like I'm in leggings, they're kind of stretchy, do you know what I mean? I can pull them up if you need me to. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to look at your knees, so like maybe you should just get into your underwear. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So anyway, do you know me, body confidants, even though this man had just fat shamed me, I was like, do you know what, fuck it, I'll show him what he's missing. A part of me, which is so sad, thought that maybe once he saw me like basically naked, he'd be like, ooh, this girl, this girl, maybe she, maybe she don't need to lose all those pounds. This girl, she got curves in all the right places. No, he walked in and he was like, oh fuck, you need to lose more than I originally told you to lose. Oh shit, this is, this is worse than we thought it was. Everybody, everybody come in, have a look. It's worse than we thought. So anyway, thank God, Lord above Jesus Christ, I was in like proper spanks that like literally suck you in and all the right places and like kind of like high-waisted swimming togs. That's where I'd go for it. And a sports bra. But I'm on my side. He's like his arm in between my knees and behind my back and he's like cracking my back and like things are cracking that have never cracked before and he's moving me and like all this kind of stuff and most action I've gotten in months most action I have gotten in months and anyway he's like moving me around the bed and literally my sports bra just decided not to function as a sports bra so if I was climbing fucking Mount Everest it would keep the boobs intact and everything would be grand but when I'm on my side every part of my body being pulled it just did this like gaping thing and like eyes it's like we are gonna have 
have a fucking nip slip. Like, honestly, abort, abort, abort. Fair enough, he's basically seeing you in the nip, but he can't actually see you in the nip because you're going to have to see this person every time you go into fucking Super Value or Tesco or when you're out walking your fucking dog or when you're out having a few cocktails with the gals in Robbo's, he's going to come in and I, I can't cope with that. Like, a nip slip just cannot be a part of this day. So anyway, a nip slip didn't happen, praise the bloody Lord, but oh my God, was it stressful. Sorry, also on a side note, on a, this is a big side note and I don't know how we came from me talking about my chiropractor to me talking about basically a film that's a porno, but I suppose the chiropractor, it could have turned into that. It was one of those things where I was just getting like moved in so many different directions. We didn't know what was going to happen. We did not know what was going to happen. Sorry, he's fully going to get fired because of me. Anyway, so... Yesterday, the girls came over, bougie day, bougie food, 10 out of 10. But anyway, watch this movie called 365 Days. And I have to say it was like the shittest thing. Like if you have any regard um, for like moral, 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 moral actions and like common decency and um, feminism and all the great things in life, don't watch this. Or definitely watch it but forget everything you've ever believed in just so that you don't get really angry watch this movie so anyway I watched it with the girls and to be honest it was 10 out of 10 because we just cried of laughter also if you've any ever watched anything with any way good acting don't watch this movie but anyway so basically the movie's about this guy and a girl who he is like in love with her, he dreams about her, but I don't think he's ever met her, even though we really weren't listening, so that could be completely inaccurate. Anyway, he decides to kidnap her and give her 365 days to fall in love with him, but like, he's an absolute ride. Like, if this guy walked down Greystone Seafront, I would be dressing in the attire I wore to the fucking chiropractor just to get his attention. I would be jumping in the sea and pretending to drown, so hopefully, maybe, possibly, he would jump in and tried to save me. This guy honestly was everything I need in my life. Like if he's ever listening to this, like you're not that famous. Like we could eat, like we could make this work easily. Do you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, it was the worst acting, just the worst thing ever. But oh my God, like, do you know what? It was like a gone or 50 shades of grey. So instead of like, Anna, Mr. Grey wants to see you now. It really, really, if you just, if you strip it back and think about it, it should have been Martha, Mr. Grey is ready to see you now. Because I'm telling you something, telling you something. I would have given that guy a better time than Anna did. Do you know what I'm saying? Actually, speaking of giving guys a good time in bed, that's where we're going today because we're talking about the ick. And all I can say is, is one of the guys who, there's two boys coming up today, two boys. Now, all I can say is two of these boys that I got the ick with one of them happened to say that I was, yeah, you're, you're hearing it here first, that I was vanilla in bed. V- v- vanilla. Now, yes, vanilla is my favourite flavour of ice cream. 10 out of 10. 10 out of bloody 10. A vanilla milkshake. I love it. I absolutely love it. Vanilla um, essence. What is it? Vanilla. You know the stuff they add to cakes? to make it taste better. I love it. I even used to sometimes have a vanilla latte and it was bloody sexual. So now, I'm a big fan of vanilla. 
But when somebody says you're vanilla in bed, it's not really what you want to hear. Also, as you can tell, I'm not the most shy and innocent and, you know, like I'm a bit of a fucking crazy gal. So I was just shocked. I'm as shocked as you are to hear this news that I'm fucking vanilla in bed. I was hurt, upset, shocked, disgusted with this fucker for saying this. But anyway, let's rein it back a little bit. So first of all, the ick for anybody doesn't know, because I feel like I definitely didn't start this, this, this saying and I didn't come up with this, but I feel like the amount of fuckers that I've been like, oh my God, I have the ick. And they're like, you have the what? You have the what? Is that a, is that a type of cold? No. How do you not know? How could you live past the tender age of 12 years old and not know what the ick is? The ick is when you are with somebody and you are literally like, oh my God, they are 10 out of bloody 10. They, their shit is chocolate. Like they are just the best person in the world. And then all of a sudden they do one thing and you're like, oh no, oh bloody no. And you just like, it, it honestly, everything about them just becomes repulsive. Like I remember with one of these guys, the way they started to breathe, irritated the fuck out of me like just them breathing to stay alive and and an and action they could not control I was like ah here would you ever give over would you ever cut that out I would just like honestly it's a real thing and it's awful because I mean like I felt awful because before this I fully was like sending in 20 minute voice messages to the girls being like he could be the one, he could be the one, and now I'm like, I fucking hate him, I fucking hate him, I hate his family, I hate his friends, I hate, I hate, like, I can't cope, like, it's so, so awful, so the first time this ever happened to me was, like, three, four, five years ago, I'm so bad with, like, timings of things, especially with boys who just, like, dip in and out, like, they're not even on the calendar, like, they were just, they're just a distant memory, so, like, I can't remember when, but this guy, it was probably, like, three months of, like, you know, excitement in my life. And he was like a family friend, but like we weren't that close, but like our families, like our parents knew each other quite well. And that already added a bit of mystery, a bit of bloody, oh, if we got married, the wedding would be lit. You don't need to introduce our parents. I don't need to meet your parents. I've already told you how fucking awful that that experience has been for me at certain times. So it was just kind of like such a handy situation. I was like, oh, God, this could be great. So we started seeing each other. But like, I didn't really know him that well. Thought I knew him. Thought I knew him. Did know him that well. So we started seeing him. And from the offset, I was literally head over heels obsessed with this boy. We used to like go for hikes. We used to like go for walks all the time. He used to bring me to all these places I'd never been before. And I was like, this is unreal, unreal. And we actually met, right? I think we met on like a night out. At a, we went to, we met at a party. I think we met at a party. Yeah, a mutual friends party. And so like, it was such like a natural start. It wasn't like Tinder and people were like, how'd you meet? You're like, oh, Tinder. And they're like, oh, you're the one of the lucky ones. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know. So this was like a very natural like we met at a party got on started seeing each other so anyway basically I soon came to realize that this boy was an artiste he was an artiste he was a creative guy and I'm all about creativity but this guy used to draw portraits of me 
But like that's lovely and that's so nice. And like I didn't really think there was also oh, sorry, you can definitely hear the birds in here because this new mic, she take no bullshit. She's picking up everything. So anyway, he used to take um draw portraits of me and like I loved this. I was like, oh my god, are we in six feet apart? If you haven't seen that movie, watch it, it's so good. He draw portraits and oh my god, I bawled my eyes out. I felt like I was in that movie and I was literally like, oh my god, he's so obsessed with me, he's Dylan Sprouse and he's drawing portraits of me like this is so romantic now where are the portraits got I mean that's a question for another day I mean we're not going to be judgmental here if you're creative I back it I support it and like I'm not gonna criticize his creativity and him being invested in making me look good do you know what I mean because he did he made me look like a fucking supermodel compared to the reality obviously he was just like fantasizing of what I could look like and was drawing it and then like probably gave me the name of the chiropractor and all of the other people who fat shamed me and was like well you know maybe you should go see him and he might make you look like this one day so basically he drew portraits and my friends were like serial killer and I was like no I love it and actually sorry sorry actually no my friends thought that but never actually said it to me because they were being extremely unloyal and they didn't think it was necessary for me to know that I was seeing a guy who possibly I'd wake up one day and like I, I wouldn't wake up because he would murder me in my sleep. So anyway, we went on like a few trips away and like I really, really liked this guy. Like it was kind of a thing of we'd see each other like way too much and we became obsessed and it was all like very romantic and exciting and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, 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 basically what happened was, was we went away for two nights. I think went to like a louth or somewhere absolutely out like out out of no like out of the out of the blue like nowhere you'd actually ever think of going but like the hotel had a pool and it looked fun so whatever so anyway we went there and on the way down in the car I was driving by the way and we're in the car and I'm like telling him a story and he's like shh 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 I was like sorry what it's like did you just fucking shush me and he's like yeah shh 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 and I was like, sorry, what? Like, like, what could you possibly be shushing me for? And he was like, oh, I actually just kind of want to listen to the radio. Like, do you mind? I was like, okay, sorry. First of all, number one, you have literally spent the last two months seeing me all the time. You know that I do not shut the fuck up. And I understand, fair enough, if we were on the way home and we'd had two days of chit-chatting and we were hanging out ourselves, fair enough, Martha, do you want to shut the fuck up? You're pissing me off. But don't shush me when we're on the way down. This is meant to be the fucking exciting part. So anyway, I was a little bit shook by that. So then anyway, we get down to the hotel, we go for a meal in the hotel that night and like, it's literally people having like their fucking Sunday roasts and like, it's very like, like a nice, like, adult atmosphere everybody's being like very like you know respectful and having a nice meal with their beloved ones or their families and all of a sudden he starts singing along to the music that's playing in the restaurant and I'm like like also we're gonna call this boy Adam I'm like Adam no Adam like there's there's people out there they're trying to like enjoy their dinner do you mind like honestly shh, shh, shh. and he's there and he's like no like I'm having a good time like if I want to sing I'm gonna sing like you're always up for a good laugh whichever just like get drunk and like get on my buzz I was like oh my god Adam you're buzz right now it's four o'clock in the night in fucking copper it's like not the right fucking setting for this so anyway after this dinner we ended up going to a bar and there was a band playing so anyway this band were playing and they fully were jamming out doing their thing 
having a fucking good time and they were great. They also were kind of like a comedy act or whatever. So anyway, Adam decides to go up to this band after every single song they sang and tell tell them what they did wrong. Yeah, just go up and tell them. Yep, yep, sorry, you did this wrong. Yep, no, no. Honestly, you were off key there. You did this wrong. You did that. No, Adam had no, no fucking experience in music or anything of the likes. I, doing a fucking radio degree, had more fucking knowledge than this arsehole. Like, could you imagine, could you imagine tomorrow if I messaged a fucking podcaster and was like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry oh a bit of feedback oh yeah no wasn't great wasn't great like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up why 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 would I even comment do you know what I fucking wouldn't comment once again the bloody dog starts barking anyway so basically this guy decided to go up and tell this poor band just trying to make an honest living of themselves everything they were doing wrong now anybody who knows me knows that I am up for the crack I, even if the band were fucking shit, I would have clapped at the end. I would have gone up and told them they were fucking fantastic if I had a few drinks on me. And this just was not my, not my vibe in the slightest. Like this was the biggest turn off. The biggest turn off. Also, the fact that it was like four o'clock when we were eating the food and he was like singing along to music in the restaurant. Like I'm all up for a good laugh. I'm the first person who will humiliate themselves in a public place and couldn't give a flying fuck. But like it was just all, like we were staying in that hotel. Like the people working there were like, oh my God, these gobshites. Like it just was humiliating. So anyway, in the midst of the night, he goes to the toilet and this lad comes over and he's like, here, look, I'm here with my friends and we're here supporting this band. Like they were friends of the people singing. And he was like, the lad you're with is a fucking asshole. Like, why is he coming up constantly and telling our friends what they're doing wrong? And I was like, I'm actually so sorry. I have no idea what is wrong with this guy. Like, genuinely dropping him to a mental institute on the way home. Like, I, I have no idea why he is acting like this. Like, I've known him for two months. He's been completely normal up until this point. I am so sorry. And he was like, yeah, well, anyway, like, it's just really, like, distracting our friends. And it's really ruining the gig for everybody else. Because they, after every song, he goes up and talks to them. I was like oh my god I know I'm so so sorry so anyway he was like also we can tell by a mile that you're not into this lad at all and I was like well to be honest yeah no I I certainly do feel like hitting him a box at the minute because he's being so fucking obnoxious so anyway basically I literally was like can you guys please please like wherever you're going after this to a nightclub let us know and we'll join just so I don't have to fucking spend the night being pissed off by this guy so anyway we end up going on a night out with them he insulted every single person on the night out and went as far as at one stage we went to this like pizza place and he ordered like a full pizza like a massive size pizza and we were I was like just get a slice like that's what you do you just get a slice and by the way they never have these places in Ireland but randomly in Laid they did and he was like no 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 no. I'm just I'm just I'm going what I want I'm going what I want I'm like okay grand so he orders the pizza that's literally fucking massive and then gets it and he's like I just want to the poor man working there didn't know whether he was fucking coming or going like he was just everything about him was fucking infuriating so anyway we go back to the hotel and I'm like oh Jesus bit tired better go to sleep so anyway to say the least I literally have never gotten the ick so much everything about this guy became repulsive and like we'd been away before this we'd spent loads of time together and I was obsessed with him but like literally on the drive back his breathing I was like oh that was an annoying breath that was a fucking annoying breath oh no I didn't like that and 
everything about him. I was like, how did I ever find him attractive? How did I ever find him funny? What did we ever talk about? We have fucking nothing in common. Like everything about him just infuriated me, infuriated me. So that was the start of my ick experiences, even though now that's a lie. Like I've been getting the ick since I was like 14, but I'll tell those like embarrassing boyfriends when you're like 14 another day. So this experience coming up next, boys and gals, I don't even know how this shit happens to me and I'm kind of scared that they do but at the same time I fucking love it because it's such great stories it's just fucking fantastic stories so now coming up this is one of my most iconic stories and to say it is so iconic and humiliating that last night I told two of my friends two of my my best friends this story for the first time, even though it happened fucking ages ago, because I was so humiliated by the story. I literally woke up the next day and I was like, I never in my life ever, ever want to think about these experience, this experience ever again. So anyway, basically, I was seeing this guy called Paddy. We met in a club on a night out and I was literally like, ooh, baby, baby, but baby, baby. So we went on a date and we had a massive fight on our first date and we didn't get on and it was fully like clash of fucking titans, too many double vodkas and we had a massive fight. And I was like, well, win some, you lose some, got a date out of it. No, no skin off my back. I can't even remember. I think we had a fight because he was trying to get me to go home with him. And I was like, I'm just not going home with you on the first date. It's just not my vibe at all. I've work in the morning. I'm not arsed. You're not that great. Like, I'm just not, I'm not feeling this. Like, I need more grat from you in order for me to go home with you. Grat from me, grat from you in order for me to go home with you. Anyway, so basically, he was like, well, I'm seeing somebody else. So, like, I'll just go home with her. And I was like, uh, uh, um well, sorry, excuse me while I get on the dart and you never see this face again. Do you know what I mean? I was like, this fucking asshole. So anyway, I get on the dart and then he gets on the dart with me and he's like, oh, you misheard me, you misheard me. I never said that. Like, you got it wrong, you got it wrong. I never said that. And I was like, I, I'm pretty fucking sure what I heard. Like, excuse yourself. Like, I'm pretty sure that I heard that you're a fucking asshole and that you literally were saying that you were going to go home with somebody else. And he was like, no, no, no. I was saying that I'm seeing somebody else, but like, I wouldn't go, I'm not seeing anybody else because I like you like he was just backtracking so much so anyway I get on the dart towards Greystones he's going the opposite direction but he gets on the dart with me as well so I go over to this random couple and I'm like guys how are you lovely evening hope you're both well sorry to disturb but I just need to tell you what's happened here so you can be complete outsiders who can tell him that he's in the fucking wrong so explain the story to them and they're like ah yeah like you're a bit of a dick and he's like that didn't happen that didn't happen I'm like yes it fucking did fuck off so I get the dart back to Greystones get off the dart and knowing my luck, knowing my bloody luck, who do I see? Who do I see? I bump into the guy who I had ended things with the day before. You may say to me, Martha, how did you have a day planned on a Saturday if you end things with somebody on the Friday? I I can see these things coming and I like to be prepared. I like to have something ready to go to get me back in the dating zone, to get the moods up again, to get me feeling better. So anyway, the guy who I ended things with the day before may possibly, possibly have returned into my life, 
in two life on Mars he's made he has made a return and he might be featuring one of the podcasts possibly now he said he will but we'll just we'll have to see if he's a man of his word if not I know a few other boys who might be interested so we're just gonna have to wait and see by other boys his sibling is very eager to get on the podcast so anyway basically I get off the dart and I see him and I'm like he's like oh my god where are you coming from we're obviously on the same dart and I was like I'm actually just coming from a date and he's like are you fucking serious we ended things not even fucking 24 hours ago and I was like well you snooze you lose we're on to bigger and better things and me and him started singing probably like Mamma Mia to each other in the street actually I think when I was walking away he was singing Titanic and it was iconic and I was like this is the man I need in my life but things didn't work out so I need to give this new guy a shot so anyway no I don't need to give this new guy a shot I was done with this new guy I was like well you fucking dealt your cards you can fuck off not having anything to do with you anymore so the next day wake up loads of texts being like you got this the completely wrong end of the stick I want to meet up again oh my god the completely wrong end of the stick more like completely wrong end of the whip when you hear the end of this story ladies and gents so Anyway, he's like, please, can I come out to Greystones, bring you for a drink and we'll sort this out. So I was like, grand. So we came out, we went on a date, we had a really great time and like that was fantastic. And then we went on like two more dates and then that was fantastic. And then we were going into town on a night out. So I was like, here, look, realistically, I'm staying over in yours. So I'm going to leave my car at yours. He's 100% going to fucking know I'm talking about him because I haven't even tried to alter this story to make it seem like it's not about him. So if you're listening, maybe just stop listening because I'm about to talk about our sexual experiences and you calling me vanilla. Um, And yeah, well, maybe continue listening and you'll kind of realize that you're a bit of an arsehole. So anyway, we are going into town so I was actually so ballsy one of my friends is literally like Martha just text and be like realistically I'm staying over near I still keep my car at your house I was like oh my god that's quite ballsy and she's like are you saying you're not ballsy I was like sent fucker I'm the most ballsy prison out there so um anyway ended up before this date I somehow I think he told me no I think somebody else I can't remember basically I found out that this boy had a few issues so when he would have sexual intercourse he couldn't keep it up and like fair fucking play to him he was like nah fuck this I'm getting this check so we went to a doctor I was like to the doctor hey how are ya yeah the you know the big man we can't keep him up he's not staying big for long if you know what I'm saying and the doctor was like okay great have you ever measured your dick and he was like no that's not something I've really spent time doing I thought all boys did that but apparently he didn't and the doctor was like hey so basically the issue is is that your penis is so enormous that it's when you put a condom on the condom is cutting off the circulation to your dick excuse me hallelujah hallelujah I was like oh my god have all my Christmases come together sign the dotted line I think this was mostly the reason I was interested in this boy because I was like I have I I just have to see this I have to see this so like it was fucking fascinating I was like I just need to know what's going on here so anyway this night we go into town he was in kind of shit form so he was like let's get shit faced I was like I am the girl for this task. I am very good at this job. So we end up getting shit faced. I can't say where we went because it will give it away. But we went somewhere. Anyway, there was loads of boys wherever we went. He was kind of intimidated by that. When we first arrived, he fully started shifting the face off me. Um, and I was talking to a guy there who I knew. And that guy was looking over. And I felt like it was kind of like an ownership thing, which like not my vibe at all. Like jealousy, fuck off. I like 
like literally my boyfriend could literally shift somebody in front of me and I'm like oh my god girls he got the shift fair fucking play to you I just don't do jealousy I hate it so much okay sorry that's your boyfriend cheating on you I'm not that crazy but you know what I mean and um that kind of turned me off a few things were starting to kind of turn me off a little bit but I was like you know what fuck it so then anyway we went to a pub and when we got there we walked in and there was like a Christmas party I was like oh my god Paddy come on we're joining this Christmas party get your fucking Christmas hat on it's happening and he was like actually no can we just like sit in the corner and chat and I was like oh oh no no it's it's end game for us so then the bartender happened to be literally the hottest person I've ever seen in my life asked for my number I was like he didn't have his phone so he wrote his number in a napkin and gave it to me and like it was this whole thing and Patty was fucking raging rightly so Martha with a few drinks she can't be stopped and he was like okay let's go home and I was like oh no but like I kind of want to like go clubbing and like have a night out he was like no we're fucking going home and I was like well I have to stay over in your house and this is so awkward so anyway then we get the taxi back with literally like a 50 year old whose name was Mohammed nicest man I've ever met in my entire life telling me all about his family all about his kids literally having such a great laugh like we literally hit it off like he was a 50 year old man like I wasn't in any way shape form flirting with him I was asking about his fucking wife and kids but of course Paddy fucking dry shot in the back of the car is there in a huff because I'm not giving him any fucking attention in the back of the taxi he clearly thought a fucking shutter was going to come down and we were somehow going to be in a fucking limo and there was going to be a full double bed like we'd be in a fucking camper van ready to go for it in the back of the taxi like Paddy would you wait fucking half an hour for us to get home like anyway I'm getting angry I'm getting angry so anyway throughout the midst of the taxi my ring fell off and I was fucking livid I love my ring I was devastated so anyway, get out of the taxi walking back to his house and all of a sudden I hear Martha Martha and I turn around Mohammed's there running after me found my ring he's down on one knee proposing with the ring bit of a laugh bit of banter Mohammed like wish we were friends to this day if you're listening to this literally let's be mates and fucking gas banter gas bloody banter and I turn around and Paddy's fucking gone gone into his house raging with me because I'm flirting with the fucking tax driver like get a grip get a bloody grip like honestly live a little live a little I hope now that you're living during quarantine you've learned to fucking lighten up and live a little so Anyway, we go into his house and like it's a bit awkward because we're both kind of annoyed with each other. So anyway, we decide to get down to the nitty gritty because I was like, surely this is the only thing that can save this from being like the worst night of my life. So anyway, I see what he is working with and I'm like, he's he's fully equipped. He's near... Oh my God, my fucking dog is barking. He's nearly too fucking equipped for what I'm prepared to work with. Like I was kind of shocked, kind of like taken aback by this. So basically we start doing the nitte gritte and like it's it's kind of sore like it wasn't that enjoyable like when he was on top I was like okay Grant this is this is bearable we can do this but when I was on top I was like oh my god I'm actually getting fucking stabbed I actually think I'm going to die I like genuinely somebody call a fucking ambulance I don't know if I'm going to make it through the night so anyway he finishes up and I'm like clap clap give me a high five you roll to your side, I roll to my side, we have a nice little nap, in the morning I go home, probably never see you again, but we both had a good time, like there's no beef here, we both got what we wanted, the ride is the ride, do you know what I mean, like no love lost, that wasn't, no, that wasn't his fucking plan in the slightest, so anyway, he's there ready for round two, and I'm like, okay, like, 
God loves a trier. Let's let's give it a go. We'll go for it again. My insides are actually crying and I'm going to probably need a wheelchair to get home tomorrow. But besides that, I mean, sex is sex. We don't know when we're going to get it again. We're not going to be picky. And most girls would be delighted with the situation that they're in. But this was just too fucking overwhelming for me to even try to come to terms with. So throughout the midst of this, he's on top. Now, oh, like I actually don't know how many times I've said this to people, but the first time you've sex with somebody, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You're just happy to be there. You're happy to have made the cut. You're happy that somebody thinks that you're attractive enough to see you naked, to get you back to their place and to have sex with you. Like, you're just like, oh my God, I am Beyonce, a person that I fancy wants to have sex with me and this is fucking great. The first time in, out, round about, Go tell your friends about it. You've gotten the ride. You're chuffed. Six months in, things into a relationship, things can get a bit boring and you might try to like experiment. I don't know what people are into. Personally, for me, I've always been just into the nitty gritty, try up a few positions, make it exciting, do what you gotta do, get in your starlet, (laughs) get in your car, get in your boat, like wherever you want to do it go for it I'm here for it I love it we love a bit of sex I've never really been into any of the um equipment shall we say that some people may use to enjoy their sexual experiences so anyway throughout the midst of this he's on top of me we're going for it and he's like I have a box under my bed and I'm like oh great like a box of scrabble a box of Jenga like what's what's in the box like I'm kind of getting bored of the sex too like we've done it we both had our fun you know like time's up whatever so yeah great let's let's play a game what you want to play and he's like no 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 like I have a box um filled with like equipment I was like oh Jesus I was like oh like what what equipment do you mean and he's like oh you know like I just have like a few like whips and like a few handcuffs and if you like like vibrators and stuff and I was like Paddy Paddy I'm gonna be honest with you I'm drunk I'm lit I'm loose and I'm kind of just dying for bed I'm dying for a bloody nap the nap can't come quick enough I was literally like get me the fuck out of this place right now is this a fucking red room you were the most gone off Mr. Grey I've ever fucking met in my life this is horrific so anyway he was like ah yeah don't worry I could kind of tell you were a bit vanilla excuse are you fucking serious are you absolutely having a fucking laugh I'm vanilla I'm vanilla are you joking I'm fucking anything but vanilla you should be lucky that I'm even fucking here with you Patty. because to be honest to be honest with you Patty, if it wasn't for your big ding dong and if you weren't fucking well equipped I wouldn't even fucking be here I'd be in fucking Azerbaijan like oh I was I was raging I was fucking raging I was like oh well yeah if I'm so vanilla do you know what let's take a little nap there off you go sleep well fucker so I was fucking livid. I was livid with this comment, raging, tamping, fuming. So anyway, we go to bed. Next morning I wake up and I'm like, oh shit, my friend's car broke down. I have to go help her. Bye. So I didn't, oh my God, I should have lied about the excuse I made because he's definitely, if he's listening, it's going to say, well, anyway, you dealt your cards. So I drive um to pick up my imaginary friend and I go home and I'm like, great. I'm never thinking about that situation ever again until two nights later I go to my friend's Christmas party I'm in town I'm lit to the tit and he offers to come and collect me from calls me and it's like where are you I'm like I'm in town he's like oh great I'll come and collect you and you can stay the night of mine so drunk Martha was like will you give me a lift home tomorrow because if you'll give a lift me a lift home tomorrow I'll 100% stay in yours 
for completely forgetting at the fact that this boy was literally the red room in his house and fully wanted to kick the shit out of me. So I was like, oh yeah, great. So he comes and collects me, go back to his as soon as I got into his fucking dungeon, his like he little apartment out the back of his house, his little dungeon. I was like, or dungeon? Dungeon? What? Why can't I say that word? His little... Oh my god, why? Anyway, as soon as I got into his little sex fortress, I was like, oh fuck, what am I doing here? What the fuck am I doing here? So... I get in and once again we just get down to the nitty gritty and I'm like okay this is grand a few new more positions were thrown in like a bit more foreplay was thrown in like we I felt like I had put up a good fucking performance I was like it still could be a little bit on the side of vanilla but like there's no whips or chains or fucking me being fucking electrocuted in his bedroom but like you know we're making paces we're doing well it's kind of a bit more exciting than it was like also I actually really couldn't have given a shit what he thought I was just like we'll just have sex because sex is sex and like why the fuck not so anyway all of a sudden like we're done the sex and we're lying there and that's great and I'm absolutely shit-faced and he's sober and I'm very aware of this and I'm starting to be like this is this is kind of scary that he just came collected me and brought me home bit of a serial killer so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden he's like do you like porn and I was like does does the cat drink milk <laughs> I'm joking I heard that saying recently and I love it. Um, I was like, do you know what? We've all been there. We've all had a little gulp. We've had a little watch. I feel like girls like aren't allowed to say that they touch themselves or that they watch porn, but like they're all talking bullshit because most guys can't do it for you. So you need to help yourself out. But mostly I'd watch porn with like exes when you've been going out for like a while and you were like, will we see what's new? Will we see what the young kids are doing these days? Do you know that kind of way? And um, so anyway, I was like, yeah. And he was like, what, what, what you, what's like your preferred? And I was like, I'd have to say vanilla, boy, girl, in, out, up, down, shake it all around. Do you know what I'm saying? So anyway, of course, I was like, where the fuck is this going? Clearly, we're going to sit here. We're going to watch it together. He thinks it's going to get me aroused. It's probably going to make me feel extremely uncomfortable or probably make one a projectile vomit because I was nearly at that point because I was so fucking drunk at this point and whatever. And basically, he was like, okay, pop this on. It's like, what the, f- what the fuck is this? Like, what is this? So what he told me... <laughs> I cannot, I cannot, I will not be able to cope with the fact that I'm telling the world this story. Fuck it, we're here now, fuck it. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm telling you this. I actually need to step back and reevaluate my entire life's decisions. I'm, oh God, I'm actually shook to the court. Okay, so, so basically he's like, pop this on. And I'm like, okay, so basically he gives me like a pair of like goggles. And I was like, are we heading to the 40 foot? Are we going for a dip? Like, what, where are we going to be honest I'd rather a skinny dip than you dipping into me right now if you know what I'm saying so I pop on the goggles and I'm like what the fuck is going on now taking into consideration also I'm drunk so like sex when you're drunk is just like being on a fucking roller coaster anyway so this was all just like a bit fucking overwhelming so anyway I pop the goggles on and automatically I was like I look so unattractive right now like if this is a fetish of his that he's a thing for fucking scuba divers and I'm here in fucking goggles like I actually was like what is this so all of a sudden the goggles are on and he like slips his phone into the front of the goggles and this is when I came to realize that I had a virtual reality headset on me on me and he slips his phone in and of course of course you guessed it first what is playing on the phone 
point of view porn. So point of view porn is when it looks like whatever is happening is happening to you. So I'm there and I'm like, oh my God, like first of all, the first thing I noticed was, so like, you know, when you, I, I feel like everybody's put on a virtual reality headset when there's like a roller coaster and like you look around and all you can see is like, you're on a roller coaster and you're up really high and it's really scary. And like when it's going up and down, you kind of go up and down with it. Cause like, it's really overwhelming. So the first thing I noticed was, was that I was in a God awful fucking room. I was like, Jesus, the decor in here, the fucking wallpaper. I'm not a fan. And then all of a sudden I look down and he's decided because he's a fucking lad to put lesbian porn on for me because he thought that would like get me a going. So I look down and I'm like, Jesus Christ, have I been going to the fucking gym? Jesus, would you fucking look at my stomach? They're fucking, they're abs. I fucking abs. Jesus Christ, bloody impressed with myself. So there's these two girls and the other girl is gone down on this girl and the girl who so I'm looking down and it looks like it's my body and that there's a girl in between my legs but obviously my fucking eight pack of rolls has turned into a full-blown six pack of pure abs and I'm literally just like so drunk that I'm like so fucking confused as to what's going on and where I am and I was just the whole thing was just so fucking overwhelming so basically when this is happening I'm there and like the whole of this experience probably went on for no longer than a minute but it felt like a fucking hour like when I was telling the girls this last night they were like Martha how long was this going on for I was like genuinely probably like a a minute I was so like disorientated and confused and turned off by what I was watching and like oh my god so anyway as you're one staying there he decides to move his hand into an inappropriate area to make it match what I felt like looked like was happening and it was so fucking overwhelming and then all of a sudden he was he went down to Australia for a little trip I was like oh my fucking god oh my fucking god I was like this is the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life so anyway goggles came off and I was just like here Paddy to be honest this is making me feel a bit seasick ran into the bathroom water in the mouth spit into the toilet oh Jesus Jesus I'm getting sick Jesus I'm getting sick back into the bedroom lights out head down nice little nap up in the morning bring me home right now you absolute serial killer I'm there in a dress hair back combed makeup all over my face couldn't have given a lesser shit I was like just drop me home and he's like I want you to meet my rabbits I was like Paddy, I fucking heard about the rabbits 20 times under your bed. The fucking rabbits that are fucking vibrating and ready to bloody go. He was like, no, 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 my real rabbits. Like, I've, I've rabbits. Oh my God. He's fully going to fucking know. Oh my God, everybody's going to know. Uh, maybe, maybe I should, should edit out that. Oh, fuck it, I actually don't even fucking care. He's like, you need to come meet the rabbits. So to go into his kitchen, meet the rabbits, have a cup of tea. It was just the most horrific experience. Honestly, it was it was scarring. So basically I was in the mindset of I'm never ever in my life talking to this boy ever again. And then on Stevens's night, he calls me, I'm on a night out. My friend, I was obviously drunk. I'm literally making myself sound like an alcoholic in these um, podcasts. I was drunk. So I don't really remember, but basically my friend was with me and she said that I answered the phone. I was like, hi, hi, I can't hear you. Hung up. And the next day I woke up and we'd had like a 20 minute conversation. So I think I'd gone to hung up and he just stayed on the phone for 20 minutes, like either listening to what I was doing because I was chatting to probably loads of boys and kissing people and being a gobshite or possibly was like waiting for me to come back on the phone to talk to him. Either or serial killer. So 
haven't heard from him since oh no I did I actually got a message from him during quarantine who the fuck who hasn't sent a fucking message to their one of the people that they've gone with I feel like every lad has gone through the list of every single girl they've ever spoken to and they've just sent a message on a whim hoping to get a few nudes to get them during this tough time even though he doesn't need bloody nudes with his bloody virtual reality headset and his bloody point of view porn he feels like he's getting a feckin BJ every day the bloody week but anyway, God, I'm actually scared. I'm going to have to go and have like a fucking shower to relax after this because I'm actually sweating from the stress of telling you guys this story. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed once again at my expense. Shock. I'll see you soon. Love ya, Mars. <laughs>